This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Hey folks, welcome back. You're in the workplace. I'm Peter Capelli. I'm Dan O'Meara. And just a reminder, I'm still a professor of management here at the Wharton School. I'm still adjunct faculty here and a partner in Ogletree Deacons. And the show where we talk about things going on, not surprisingly, in the workplace. And I would say the evergreen topic on this show has been getting a job. So we've been hearing a lot about that uh, over the years here on the show from people who st- sort of study or observe hiring. Uh, but now we got an opportunity to hear from people who are actually doing the hiring on the other side of this. And with us to talk about this is Jessica Schilling, who's the Senior Vice President and the Chief People Officer for Heineken. Uh, that's Heineken, the beer company in the USA. Jessica, welcome. Hi, Dan and Peter. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. And by the way, just in, in case uh, you didn't know, Jessica, the case of Heineken has not shown up here yet. <laughs> It's on its way. (laughs) It's on its way? Okay, that's good. Um, But seriously, when you tell people you work for Heineken, what what kind of response do you get uh, from people? Do they say, woohoo, cool, or what what, what do you hear? (laughs) I have to say I do feel pretty lucky in my position to be uh, the head of HR at Heineken because it is a brand that, you know, a very iconic brand that people people know and yeah. and many people love. And so you have that immediate recognition of Heineken. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're very lucky in that way. It is a, uh, I think the other piece that we have that is really special and unique is we are this, we are a family, uh, family business. So oh, we're right? still family yeah. controlled. Um, yeah. And so four generations of the Heineken family. And I think too, when we talk to people about our company, that also puts us in a bit of a unique position as well mm-hmm. when you talk to when you talk to candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, so those sort of family values that very much permeate the company um, and have for, for many, many years. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I had a question just about uh, brewing. You don't uh, brew any beer in the U.S. We do not. You do so we are right. an importer so only. Right. We are so an import. importer only. Right. Um, we import uh, over 20 brands into into the U.S. So our primarily we have about 750 employees in the U.S. that are primarily sales and marketing employees. Of course, okay. we have you know you know finance and IS and all of that too. But we we do not have any uh, operations here in the U.S. Okay. So in uh, the Netherlands and elsewhere where you brew, mm-hmm. are your employees allowed to drink? Uh, well, you would not be drinking while you would be on the job, right, okay. obviously, particularly in, in roles like that. So so responsibility is also really, really important to us. And okay. I think it's one of the things that, you know, especially for me, I'm a mom, right? I have two, two young kids. So working for a company where we teach everyone about the responsibility and also safety is one of our key, key values. Mm-hmm. Um, that is core also to who we are and core to being a family company because we're all moms moms, dads, sisters, brothers, so how we really teach people and, and hold the standards of what is more important than anything else is how we promote responsible drinking, right. um, and that is that is a core core part of who okay. we are. Okay. Here's the reason I ask, because I remember, Dan, when I was younger, uh, that breweries in the U.S., it was quite common to allow people to drink. And in fact, On it was, the job? Uh, yeah. I think it was even on the job. And it was part of union contracts. The brew- I forgot the brewery workers, the name of the union, but it was it was pretty common. Well, it was common in the beer delivery business in the U.S. that when, you know, you have the distributor uh, come to the bar, load up the kegs, they sit at the bar 
and have a beer with the owner Ooh. before they leave. It's just rude it? not to. No, yeah. just to like break okay. bread. Yeah. And you, hmm. you make six deliveries in a day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you and go. No, those drivers are now all dot regulated, yeah. and, and yeah. they get it. they get canned for yeah. doing a shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> shot exactly. of beer. So, yeah. Jessica, let's talk about hiring. And um, yeah. many people, well, I think know about your efforts as a company to hire interns, and have seen the video clip about the candidate. Uh, and uh, that if they want to see it, by the way, if you just go to YouTube, I think you can just search the candidate. Yep. But if you can, you just search hiring and Heineken, it'll pop up. Um, do you want to tell people what that is about? Uh, I can sure. tell them too, but sure. Go ahead, tell it us. Is, it is a little before my time. So okay. I think it was back in, I've, I've been at Heineken now for a little over a year. It was back in 2013, but it is, of course, you know, a legendary, sure. <laughs> legendary campaign. Um, so that was actually, interestingly, it was it was very much a marketing campaign uh, led in, in Europe and was something that I think was done uh, really as sort of a, a light-hearted, fun way to to showcase a little bit of some of the experiences you can have at Heineken, and, and it was done in a way of how can you showcase a bit the personality of our company. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I don't think anyone intended for it to have quite the buzz or the impact that it did. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it took off and mm-hmm. became quite a quite mm-hmm. a sensation, and uh, and really became a catalyst for a lot of the employer branding work mm-hmm. we've done. Since then around our go places campaign and whatnot but, okay uh, yeah so let me tell people what it what it was yeah uh, sure this is a um uh, something they videotaped with <laughs> applicants who were students applying for the summer internship program as i recall and yeah. uh they hired i hope they were actors uh actors to play or they had really good employees to play the employee employers who were doing the interviewing. And these are things that older people will remember in the corporate world are known as stress interviews, where you create bizarre situations in the interview and you see how people react. So in the first one, uh, the um, employer greets the applicant and holds their hand <laughs> and walks them down the hall holding hands with them. And then asks them, how did they like that? How did they feel about holding hands as they walk down the aisle? And in the next one, the interviewer collapses on the floor, and you want to see what happens. Uh, How do the candidates react to this? A person's collapsed on the floor. What do you do? And, of course... Some of this is pretty sensible, actually, in terms of what it might reveal. And the other one, the fire alarm goes off and everybody leaves the building and you walk outside and it turns out there's a fake uh, pretend person about to jump uh, off a ledge and the firemen are there with a net and they need some help. And do you run out and grab the net and help hold it while this person tries to jump or whatever? And actually, it's a reasonably interesting test to see how somebody would react to those situations, right? And then the other part, Jessica, this is the part I, Dan and I couldn't quite remember, um, d- whether they announced the they announced the winner, so they mm-hmm. had the three finalists, but at an enormous uh, soccer match, so thousands of... The Champions of, League, yeah. Was it the Champions League? Yeah. So thousands of people in the stands, and did they actually vote the, uh, the uh, participants in the stand, the attendees, did they vote, or was it already before that done? I do not know if there was voting involved. 
but so I they showed they announced that winner. Yeah, yeah. So they showed they had the three candidates there, and they showed these interviews on the big screen. And then uh, they announced who the winner was going to be in the middle of the field and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it was quite a, quite a show, right? So why didn't you still do that? It was such a cool thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. It is one of those things. I think if you try to do things like that all the time, they become less cool, right? So I think it was a. Uh, it, it was something that that created a ton of buzz. And you will see if you actually go visit our Go Places campaign. It is also quite clever, quite tongue in cheek, um, and and demonstrates a bit of our our personality um, okay. as a company, which is sort of what we are a fun loving. Um, we you know I always say if you take yourself too seriously. Uh, Heineken probably isn't the place for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can sort of see that personality come to life mm-hmm. in something like The Candidate, or if you take a look at the Go Places campaign, um, that sort of brings to life uh, a little bit of, of our, uh, I think, our corporate personality. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll talk in a minute about uh, how an international company thinks about hiring. Um, mm-hmm. But let's talk about hiring in the U.S., because you folks are doing this, yep. uh, and particularly college hiring. So we got a lot of nervous parents listening or trying to figure out how their kids are going to get uh, get jobs. Um, so let's think about this first. You got to decide which colleges to go to. How do you decide? Honestly, we are um, we we are very open to lots of. So we do a lot of, of recruiting uh, in some of the the university. We are our offices are located centrally here in White Plains, so we do a lot of recruiting at local universities here. Okay. Yeah. Um, we do not have a defined college graduate uh, program where we're recruiting from specific schools. Okay. Um, so so we're quite open here. Uh, I think my biggest pieces of advice would be to really you. You know, I do think that folks who show a lot of tenacity, a lot of curiosity, and I think when, you know, this notion of Heineken, because we're such a global company, mm-hmm. we also look for people who really are in many ways globally minded and will bring sort of that a desire to, you know, seek and, and be part of different adventures in life is okay. some of the things that we, that I think we, we look, lots of companies look for some similar traits. Those are some of the things that I think are a little bit different. And then frankly, you know, we look for people who have a huge passion for life and who will have a big passion for Heineken. Does it help um, if they're drinkers? Uh, you know, there's lots of folks here who do not drink, but really? I think there's a pride huh. in working at Heineken. So that's the piece that I would say is, huh. you know, you cannot drink and you can still say, I am hugely proud to work for Heineken. I would find that weird. So let's say, for example, you're Ford Motor, Ford Motor Company and you're hiring people and they say, I'm sorry, I don't drive. No. Wouldn't you find that weird, Dan? Maybe. I would guess they're going to get uh, an applicant pool uh, heavy with people who enjoy their beer. I would think and so. And who'd want to work at Heineken. I but would think so. There's always exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, I, would say, I would say many of our people, of course, enjoy our brands mm-hmm. and, and have a huge part of, of loving our brands. But there's also folks who say, like, listen, I just don't drink. And that, mm-hmm. and that, that would yeah. not be something that we would say, oh, we don't want you in any way. And, and I'm, not interested in, I'm not interested in your product. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm selling for, it. <laughs> for the, the values of the company. I think there's so many people who have a pride in 
like the family aspect of the company that that stems beyond just do you drink or not. Okay. Uh, So let's talk about what does it mean to have a global mindset? We hear that all the time from people, and I confess I never have any idea what they're saying. So you're talking to somebody who is uh, a college student. They've just graduated. They're 22. What does it mean to have a kind of international what are you looking for in that dimension? How do you judge I think it? That's a big piece around a desire, like curiosity is the word that always comes to mind to me, but someone who really, because if you come to our offices here, um, any day of the week, you can go down to the coffee area and you will hear probably four or five different languages being spoken. Okay. We have a very strong, um, we, we, we move talent globally a lot. Oh, you do? Uh, okay. Oh, yes. So we okay. have a lot of folks who are from many different parts of the world who have worked in many different, you know, Heineken operating companies. Um, Our brands are very global, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So because we are an importer, whether you're looking at Heineken itself or you're looking at a brand like Tiger or you're looking at a brand like Bohemia, these are brands that really come from lots of other countries. So we look for – I mean, I I always say, particularly when when I'm hiring folks who are sort of early in their career, it's great to get folks who are also open to – I would love to have a global experience at some point. So you're, it would be a good thing to be interested in moving, right? I think it's a, I think it's beneficial, for, particularly for a company like us, because while okay. we're only 750 people here, we're 80,000 people around the world. Yeah. Okay. So to bring in someone who has a, you know, a talent that they also have a desire to, how can I grow not just in Heineken USA, but how can I grow in Heineken is, is beneficial. Okay. So uh, just remind folks what we're doing. We're talking with Jessica Schilling, who's the Senior Vice President and Chief People Officer of Heineken USA. We're talking about hiring. And in an an international company like this, it used to be pretty common, I think, uh, for hiring out of college, hire people, expect them to have a career with your company, a long-term career, and to move around the world. But it's pretty unique now. So you guys are still promising that or making that as a possibility for somebody that... We would like to think about hiring you and expect you to be here for a long time, move you around and careers in Heineken around the world. Is that still part of the deal? I think there, you know, listen, I think the world of work is changing. And so thinking that you're going to have every hire is going to be someone who will work here for 20 years would not be a realistic expectation. Yeah, but it's still possible. But it is absolutely possible. And the number of people who you will meet here who have been at Heineken for 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years is pretty remarkable. Okay. Um, so uh, it is possible. and uh, But I also think it's open to, you know, I also think getting great people in who want to, you know, deliver great, wonderful things, experience great, wonderful things, then they may go somewhere else, right? And they, mm-hmm. and that is the reality of what may happen. But my hope is that we create an environment that is so special that someday you say, maybe I come back. Um, and I think, or that you always look back and you would say to your family and friends, like, that is a special place. Um, and mm-hmm. it would be a place that you would recommend to others. Mm-hmm. If uh, in a company like yours, uh, you've got this um, strong family that found it, and presumably the culture is related to that, uh, to mm-hmm. the family and the location, etc. Uh, and you're an international company. How do you think about that? I mean, what does what does a company culture mean when a company operates in lots of different countries with lots of different national cultures? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a company that, by its very nature, and we talk a lot, obviously, uh, when organizations talk a lot about diversity. I think that when you work at a truly global company like we are, diversity is sort of in our DNA, um, and that's why I always say you can you can be you can be in the office here and feel. That was one of my first impressions when I joined a year and a half ago. Was just. Wow, like here, here it is. You know, we're speaking Dutch, Spanish, you know, Portuguese, all these different um, languages that you feel, and it, it it just brings a having cultures like that mesh together. It, it brings this this feeling of you're constantly learning from others, something that you know, or looking at the world in a slightly different way that you would have looked at it. So okay. I feel even in my year and a half here, you know, I've grown a lot just by being part of that. Okay. So one of the things I think it's unusual about uh, your company for college students is there's not too many places, I think, that really expect, where the expectation is, that you're going to leave the U.S. and go bounce around uh, the world. Um, And it sounds like you folks are up for that. So tell us a little about that. So you've got this international graduate program. Is that for everybody, anybody who's hired out of college? Or no, something special. No, so that, that is it, that is sort of our flagship program. Um, quite quite special. It is uh, run um, globally, where we have about this year, this past year, I think we just hired twenty two graduates okay. um, into the into the program. It's a three year rotational program where we rotate those grads around Heineken around the world. You have to be uh, fully globally mobile. So when you sign up, you will you will go anywhere in those three years. Okay. Um, and what happens is sort of uh, operating companies like ours, like the U.S., we will get a list each year of here are the graduates, and we almost have to pitch to get them, right, yeah. because they are sure. so talented and they have been through such strenuous screening, and, you know, these are really folks that uh, are considered to be well, the leaders of the future. Yeah, so let me ask you about that. So you get 80,000 employees. You're hiring 22 mm-hmm. of, of the these kids uh, right out of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this, another way to say this is, are you just picking your future leaders right out of college? Is that what's going on here? So to be clear, the, the grads for this program also are intended to have two years, of, a minimum of two years of, of professional experience. And oh, you, can I stop you? So they have to have worked someplace else before they yes. you hire them? Yes. Oh, so you don't hire them out of college. And they are, MBAs are preferred. So okay. it is not necessarily a straight out, you know, 20, 22-year-old. Okay. Um, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, okay. So these folks are, though, are already on a kind of fast track right mm-hmm. out of from the day they walk in the door. Right. We definitely invest heavily in that group. Okay. With, um, you know, so so the the screening process of of whittling it down from the, I think we had thirty thousand applicants this past year. Um, so whittling those thirty thousand down, down to twenty two. Twenty two. Um, you know, mm. obviously is a quite intense uh, process to get to folks who we really think have the the potential to be you know future leaders of our business. Mm. So um, isn't that yeah. kind of a big bet? Uh, uh, that you're hiring somebody in and they're already like a prince or princess in the company. Everybody knows they're one of 22 <laughs> out of 30,000. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think there is 
is a, I think it is a certainly placing a big bet on folks, but also saying to people how important it is that we're hiring really talented people in and the importance of being able to, you know, move those talent around the globe. And I will tell you, we've, yeah. we've had the lucky enough to have a few here in the U.S., and they are some spectacular folks. Okay. So, uh, it also says a lot for those folks because it's not like you always get to move to the new U.S. You are literally up for moving anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's quite an investment from people, too. Yeah. So let me just ask listeners about this because uh, we don't see this very much in the in the U.S. anymore, uh, what they think about this approach to leadership, you know, picking uh, leaders early on, making a big investment in them, and you hope these folks are going to stay around, but they might very well because you're giving them a fast track up to the top, I would think, in terms of opportunities and stuff. Here's our number again, one eight four four Wharton. That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. If you're listening on Thursday, we are live, so we will get you on. Uh, what do you think about this? It used to be quite common in companies that they would uh, hire people in and basically bless them when they hired them, that uh, you're going to be our leadership team yeah. going forward. But then it disappeared. I don't think there are many companies in the U.S. that still do this. So it's kind of kind of different. So yeah, we'll and I would say, you know, in terms of at the end of the day, of course, when everyone, each year, the grads, you have to also be a high, strong, high, strong performer too, right? So there's also very mm-hmm. high expectations for the performance that this, this, this team brings in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it wouldn't be, it would be, um, it wouldn't be right to say that there aren't, of course, some of these grads also leave um, too. So it's not a, uh, and I think that's the reality of being an employer these days, you know, you're going to invest in people. You're going to invest in talent. You know that um, some will stay and some will leave. And like I said, and some will maybe come back too. And we certainly yep. have some of that boomerang of the alumni who then return. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the Go Places initiative. What's that about? What do you guys do with that? Go Places is really the name of our, uh, if you go visit our, our careers website, you will you will see Go Places branded there. And again, I think the concept is if you join Heineken, you are joining a company where you will truly go places. Um, and it is all around, I think, again, showcasing that we are a truly global company yeah. where there's lots of opportunities to have pretty remarkable, I'd say, career experiences and often life experiences, too. Okay. Um, and so that is uh, really what the, the Go Places okay. campaign is all about. So let me ask you how you assess candidates, mm-hmm. right? So that you want them to be global, but uh, that's pretty broad, I think. You know, interest in traveling around the world, relocating, I'd say, out of college, lots of kids would say that. Mm-hmm. Do you care about grades? Yeah, you know, I think I think for me, you know, there's of course a certain level of like intellect that you look for in terms of people who are smart and hardworking. Yeah. Um, but the pieces that I would say you would say globally, we we look for um, we there are sort of four big qualities that we look for. One, you know, we 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 like into sort of this notion of connect. So someone who's truly authentic. Uh, I think who. What if they're an authentic jerk? <laughs> I wouldn't say it would, we'd want authentic jerks. I think okay. it's um, yeah. more really people who are genuine, uh, who will show vulnerability, who are, you know, what you don't want someone to come in and do is say, I am amazing at these 20 things okay. and not have be able to tell you, okay, where do you also need to get better? Okay. Um, so if someone comes in and interviews with me and is not able to also talk about where they need to get better or what they need to work on, that would be a big, a big red flag for me. Okay, so uh, American students have... Uh, uh, <laughs> A little disadvantage.
advantage in this, right? <laughs> because they're often told that what they ought to do is be selling themselves. So you guys don't like that so much. Okay, what else? Uh, I think also looking for someone who um, is going to be able to talk about how they, you know, this notion at the end of the day, you're going to need folks who are going to want to come in and really be committed to delivery. And that means someone being able to show how they have committed to something and really been able to deliver great work, okay. and whether that's in a school environment or in a you know internship that they've had or in a job that they've had, sort of what have you really been able to deliver, even in the face of challenges. Okay. Um, I also think being able to show, and again, a little bit it comes back to showing being able, you know, what, what you need to do better, but where have you made a mistake and what have you learned from it? Too? Oh, okay. Right. Um, I think that's a big piece, too, to be able to show, because at the end of the day, we will all make a million mistakes. The important thing is, mm. you know, the people who can learn from them quickly and, and, and recover from them quickly. So you're not looking for, I work too hard is the typical mistake that somebody <laughs> exactly. made, right? Not after that one? You need to have a better one than that. Okay. Uh, so the interview process for you guys, do you interview lots and lots and lots, lots of different people a candidate has to, to see? How do you do it? Yeah, we um, we we absolutely. There's lots of. Usually, it starts with a uh, a phone screen. So we we obviously sort of look through folks, and then you would initially often have a, a phone conversation with someone. Then when you come in, we do a panel style interview. So okay. we will have a group of folks um, who will interview an individual, and we will look for. But allows us to also get like a diverse perspective from lots of different folks. Mm-hmm. So um, we we really have found that works well for us. Okay. And, uh, and we'll ask people usually to give some specific examples. That's the other thing is if you talk about X, Y, and Z are my strengths, mm-hmm. we'll give us some examples that bring that to life. Okay. And I think the more people can give specific examples that really bring that to life, the better off they will be in, the, in, in, in any interview process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have you discovered uh, that the questions you ask have appeared on websites afterwards? Which seems to happen a lot, right? That it, does happen, and yeah. I have seen that happen, yes. We don't necessarily – we do have, you know, guiding questions that uh-huh. we will have. Uh, we have a number of questions around different areas, but it isn't necessarily that you only get asked those questions, right? So it wouldn't be fair to think you're going to be able to go on a website and hear exactly what someone's going to ask. Um, but I have seen some of the questions from our guide show up. <laughs> right. So what do you? What did you ask that you no longer ask because it popped up on so many oh, different places? I don't places? even think I have an example of that because I don't okay. think – there'd be something we said, oh, we're no longer going to ask that question. It, to me, I don't think it's necessarily about trying to trip people up, honestly. Okay. Um, you want to get a sense of people's personality. You want to hear uh, about who they are, what they're, where examples of that bring to life who they are and what they're going to bring. Um, it, is, it is no perfect science, as both of you know. It is both an art and science hiring, but that's why we also like having panels where we can have lots of different people involved, having different, even different styles and ways that people ask questions give you different insights into people. How about video interviewing? Do you guys do that? What do you think we about it? We don't do that yet. We do not do that yet. Hmm. So um, I know it, a lot of companies do. We, you know, volumes of us, so we hire about, I think last year we hired uh, nearly 200 people, um, but typically... In the U.S. In yeah, the US. in the U.S., yep. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So um, our, our volume, we, we, we don't currently do video interviewing. Okay. So when you're hiring somebody in the U.S., what uh, percentage of those folks are going to stay in the U.S. a year later, do you think? Most of them or... In a year? Yeah. yeah. 
most yeah. of them in Europe. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely, absolutely. And and I, you know, listen, I, I talked to you about the the global aspect, particularly for early career, because I think it's a great time to get people when they're early in their career and they're like, I'll move anywhere. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it is not by no means many of the folks that we hire, you know, are not globally mobile, and that's yeah. okay too, yeah. um, because we have a lot of we have a lot of opportunities here as well. So uh, on the dark side, do you find a lot of people are making stuff up in these uh, on their resumes and on their inner interview interviews? Do you check and find? that I would say honestly I have I there are of course a few examples where you've learned of that but on the whole um, I don't I don't see too much of that mm. um, and part of the process that you go through is really trying to weed through um, you know and add that, that's why I say the more specific examples people give and it, at a certain point it can be more difficult to make up some elaborate story mm, could be, <laughs> so, unless you're... Uh, the more you're asking people facts and to bring to life the the better the better off it is but I always remember this uh, story Gary the comedian Gary Shandling told mm-hmm. about uh, making up stories uh, to impress people and uh, he said you know it's this happens a lot you know and and I've you know done it before he said but the uh, he got into trouble with this one situation he said because when the space shuttle landed and I didn't get off it I was in real trouble. <laughs> Jessica, we should let you go. Thanks very much for being with us. Jessica Thank Schilling. Thank you for having me, Dan. And yeah, is the Senior Vice President, Chief People Officer at Heineken U.S. We're going to take a break now and uh, wait for that uh, case of Heineken to arrive. And we'll be right back with you in just a couple minutes. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 